Welcome back, audio adventurers. I'm your host, Michael Steven. When we last met, we left Ari and his ragtag team of heroes in a tricky situation. With an even trickier Fuka. Let's see how Ari overcomes this new challenge. On today's episode of Talking to Myself. A Clockwork Flower, Chapter 8. The Trickster. Here I score. The Fuka exclaimed, dancing about in circles, making odd faces at everyone. He put his hands on either side of his head, touching his thumbs to his temples. He waved his hands back and forth, making odd ululating noises and blowing raspberries. The colors of the room began to shift. The brown hut changed before my eyes to blue, then green, followed by reds and purples. The air surrounding my skin seemed to vibrate. I looked around, Tilly was laughing uncontrollably in the corner, at Titus, who was trying to touch his fingers together, but somehow managed to keep missing. I looked toward Grip, and his eyes began to shift in size, first the left and the right, his face warping. The walls began to melt away and ceased to exist altogether. We were somewhere in between nothing and everything all at once. Hilda and Finn sat together. They were sitting on the ground, picking invisible flowers, taking turns smelling their vacant scents. Smiling at one another with idle chatter, Grip joined the Fuka in dancing around. The longer I stared, the longer they began to resemble orangutans, chasing one another. My heart felt like a drum. It pitter-pattered and began to flutter like a butterfly. I looked out of the window that appeared in the vast and white emptiness. I saw the blue glowing mushrooms accompanied by a symphony of fireflies, flashing the green lights brightly to light up the night. Slowly, as I gazed outward, I began to relate to those little fireflies, so tiny and surrounded by darkness. Why, they didn't feel overwhelmed at all. They just did their very best to light up the night, communicating with their friends and family. It was their togetherness that lit up the night. That's it! An epiphany struck me. That's how we can save Underhill. If we do this together, we can be heroes. Just like that. It was as if someone pulled a drain stop from the sink and my surroundings whirlpooled from the strange and abnormal back into an semblance of normalcy. My eyes stung. I felt groggy like I had just woken up from a dream, though I was almost certain I hadn't been dreaming, or asleep for that matter. When my hazy vision cleared, I had a sudden realization. We were no longer inside the Fuka's hut. Instead, we were all piled lazily on its porch, staring back at the front door. But where was the Fuka? What happened? Where did it go? I groaned, reaching for my head as a sharp pain made itself known. That's a Fuka for ya, playing tricks. Picking up strangers and bringing them on wild and terrifying rides before dropping them back off where they started. Stinking Fukas. Grip growled, wiping drool from his bottom lip 
shaking off his weariness. He must have given a sampling of stupor soup. A sort of potion, if you will. Thing yawned, stretching his arms, pulling Hilda closer to him. That was a bloody good time, if you ask me. Titus laughed as he stood up, arching his back. He brushed the dirt from his knees. Only because you had a babysitter the whole time, you could barely walk. Tilly giggled, giving her brother a light shove. I stood up last, trying to gather my wits. Well, shall we? I asked, looking at the others. They nodded in unison as they reached out my hand to knock. The door flew open before it made contact. It startled me again. There was the Fuka, staring at me with his big round eyes. Nice to meet I, it said, putting out its hand. Uh, nice to meet you? I furrowed my brow. A new wave of confusion passed over me. That's what me say. Don't stay out. I stood there just staring, not sure exactly what was going on. Was I having some weird sort of deja vu? Come on, Grip said, pushing me inside. Me make soup, you eat. He ladled soup from a cauldron into some stone bowls and passed them around. Um, no thanks. Me came because we were... Shh, shh, eat, eat, ask I later, eat. The Fuka interrupted me. Everyone except Titus put their bowls down. Tilly elbowed Titus in the gut, mouthing the word no and pointing from him to the table, indicating he set the ball down as well. Titus rolled his eyes and reluctantly put the ball down, but not before stealing a drop on his finger and giving it a taste. Not this time. No tricks. We came here because you were seen running through the swamp with a clockwork ball and those. I asserted, designating toward the sword and shield. The Fuka's eyes darted unblinking between me and the islands. A long pause before it spoke. Me don't know what you're talking about. The Fuka nodded its head, smiling. Yes, you do. I replied with intensity, shaking my finger at him like a scolding parent. Aye! The Fuka exclaimed, throwing its hands over its head, huddling. Me steal him! Me steal him! From funny faced man with square mustache! You no spy, are you? You don't hurt poor Nico? Yes? Iniko groveled, grabbing my hands as if asking for forgiveness. No, I won't hurt you, Iniko. I need your help, I said, patting his shoulder. Yes, yes, I help, I help. Me have magic ball. Magic ball make potions. Rookie, spooky potions from nothing. Just think to make. Fancy ball, magic ball. Mustache man no have any clue what hit him. He began dancing around the room excitedly. Me have special trick too, you see? Boo! Before my eyes, Nico changed his form, and I stared back at my reflection. However, I don't remember having rabbit ears on top of my head. Me, you, you see? Good fun, good fun! Nico spoke eagerly, hopping in circles, clapping his hands with excitement. His claps ended abruptly, and he rushed to hide under a table, as a voice rang through the air. Alden's voice reverberated my brain so much it rang in my ears. Something's wrong! I shouted, running out the front door. Alden crashed to the ground. I ran toward him, crouching beneath his wing. I pushed him to his feet. He stood shaking, covered in scratches and bite wounds. His blood dripped to the ground. 
Holland's eyes winced in pain with every step we took. Help me! He's hurt badly! We have to get him inside! I pleaded with the others. As they came to my aid, we hoisted him inside the Fugger's shack, where Alden collapsed.